Okay. As you may or may not know, I have been playing Hogwarts Legacy uh, and enjoying the hell out of it. Uh, now, there is some controversy. I'm going to call this uh, largely manufactured controversy around this game. Uh, all, all because of Harry Potter author J.K. Rowling and her views on the trans issue. Uh I'll, I will say right up front, the trans issue is one of those issues that really sucks to talk about because it just brings out the ugliest part of the internet on both sides of the debate. Uh, I think this is a very complicated debate that requires a lot of nuance, a lot of patience, a lot of compassion, uh, and, 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 and a healthy dose of common sense. Um, and I have my positions, which I consider to be fairly moderate. Uh, I am, I am, I do not consider myself to be transphobic in any way, but I also don't agree with everything the trans rights movement champions. Um, I think they've made some mistakes and some errors in judgment, and I think they're downplaying some real concerns that people have, especially with regards to uh, to children, to minors, and transitioning. Um, and I think we've just seen sort of a zeitgeist on like TikTok and social media where where a lot of the reality of transitioning, which is a huge deal, uh, especially if you if you go into like physically altering your body, um, I think that's been downplayed to a degree that I think is uh, is not is not safe. But I also think there's a lot of really rampant transphobia, um, which which I always whenever I talk about this, I see people who are clearly you may be watching this video right now, but clearly have really really major issues with trans people and can that can come out in really ugly ways too so i think this is one of those debates that is very difficult and um i think it should not be part of our assessment of hogwarts legacy um for one thing jk rowling is is a high profile person right she is one of the most high profile people imaginable if if she were to get involved in any issue just because she is rich and famous and wrote some of the most the best-selling and most beloved books of all time. Um, so, you know, she was discussing crunchy or, or smooth peanut butter. She would be like the top voice in that debate. And so she's gotten, she's waded into this trans debate, which is like a fucking minefield, no matter how you spin it. And of course, this has pissed off a lot of people. Now, I have, again, I, I guess mixed feelings about J.K. Rowling on this one. I think she is well-intentioned, and I think she's made some errors in judgment. Um, I think she has dismissed some real issues uh, that trans people face, but I think that her critics are also dismissing real issues that women face with regards to their feelings of safety, especially in in traditionally cis uh, uh, female spaces, like bathrooms and changing rooms. So there's a lot to this debate. It is a difficult and challenging debate, and it usually goes nowhere fast. I hate this debate. Also, being a, you know, being me, <laughs> this debate doesn't really affect me that much. I do have teenage children, and because I have teenage children in this, this current cultural moment, this has actually bubbled into my life a little bit, but fortunately, not in any, like, really screwed up ways. Uh, so I'm lucky. But, um, but this, of course, has bubbled over into, like, any discussion of Harry Potter now, and any discussion of Hogwarts Legacy, the new video game that's about to release, it's already out in early access. I am going to, 
I'm going to be playing this in a minute because it's way more fun to play Hogwarts Legacy than it is to talk about this bullshit. But I do have fun talking about this bullshit. Not going to lie. Um, there has been a vocal minority of people who are boycotting this. Um, and while they boycott it, they are patting themselves on the back really, really, really furiously. Um, I think that there are times when it's very difficult to separate the art from the artist. If the artist is a serial rapist, if the artist is a pedophile, if the artist has killed people in cold blood, if the artist is a really bad person, I have trouble like with their art too. I'm not going to lie. I don't think it's easy to always separate the art from the artist. Um, like Bill Cosby is a good example. I don't want to debate whether, you know, I know there's some people that defend Bill Cosby. Um, Personally, I just think he's an, an old man whose reputation is in tatters, whatever. Uh, I I don't think I can watch the Cosby show anymore because it's just like, it just, it just feels icky. Um, I think Marilyn Manson is a gross dude, and I still like some of his music. Uh, I can't help it. I think it's good music. Um, and, you know, you could, the list goes on. A lot of creative people, obviously, a lot <laughs> happen to just be shitty people too. Like it's an unfortunate aspect of the creative world um, that that a lot of the worst and most creative people tend to rise up in the ranks. Um, but J.K. Rowling, whether or not she's right or you agree with her or you, you, you think she's wrong, she is not on the level of someone like Bill Cosby, she has not gone out and actively hurt people maliciously. Now, people say that what Rowling says, what she's tweeted, causes harm. But I disagree. I, I think that, that we need to get past this notion, this juvenile notion, that people that have different opinions than us cause us harm or cause vulnerable people harm. Um, even really radical opinions. I mean, let's look at like, like the, 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 the white supremacists in this country. Now, some of, some white supremacists do cause actual harm. I mean, you've seen people go and shoot up a, 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 a synagogue or something. That's harm caused by white supremacy, right? That happens. But, um, but their beliefs, however nauseous and, and terrible, are still just beliefs that we should disagree with and argue against and 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 same with you know someone else you disagree you know like I disagree with you know most Republicans about a lot of things um, but I don't think that their views cause me harm maybe their politics could cause me harm or could cause other people harm um, and that's why we should debate and that's why we should vote. Uh, maybe you disagree with Democrats or liberals, but they should. But their their views, their beliefs, it's okay that they have them. It's okay that people have different beliefs. It's okay that in a debate as 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 difficult as this one, people have different ideas. I mean, this isn't quite as simple as like gay marriage, right? That was a pretty cut and dry debate. Um, I mean, people obviously it took a long time to get to where the the gay rights movement got. But, but for me, it's like, okay, grown, consenting adults want to get married. They want to make that crazy-ass stupid decision. Let them. 
personally. I don't know why marriage is even like part of our legal system. <laughs> like just, it's stupid. But, um, and, and I don't think you should get married. That's my personal opinion. But if gay people want to, cut and dry. They're consenting adults. Absolutely. The trans issue, very, very, very different. It involves physically, often physically transitioning, using chemicals, using uh, hormones, sometimes uh, invasive surgeries, with technology that simply cannot actually transition someone physically into a different gender. I'm all for like the idea that gender is fluid, that people can identify in it however they want to. That's cool. Um, but when it comes to like a lot of these things, it's not cut and dry. And it's certainly not cut and dry when you're a 15 year old girl who thinks they're a boy, because we all know how fucking crazy 15 year olds are. Um, and maybe, maybe, maybe you do. And maybe you want to, um, maybe you are, maybe you are deep down. Maybe that's your gender that you should be and you'll be happier that way. But I just don't think that anybody at 15 knows what the fuck they want. So. We have J.K. Rowling and we have Hogwarts Legacy, a game based on her books, but not with her involvement, right? Everyone has to distance themselves from J.K. Rowling now um, because her opinions are now wrong think. We can't just disagree with her. She is now Voldemort. She is the villain of the story. Um, because again, because people have started to equate opinions and views and beliefs with harm. They can't just be wrong anymore. We can't just disagree anymore. Uh, this video is probably causing harm because I don't agree with everything that the trans rights movement says. I also don't agree with, with, the, with a lot of the critics of the trans rights movement. I still need to make a, a, a video about that movie uh, by Matt Walsh, What What is a Woman? Because let's talk about low-hanging fruit, okay? Um Let's just interview the, the biggest, <laughs> the most obviously deranged people and make a movie about it, not actually interview anybody that challenges our views. Um, anyways, uh, I think that, and I'll link to this, ContraPoints is a YouTube channel. She's trans, a trans woman who's extremely funny, very, very smart, uh, makes elaborate, really entertaining videos, has the best critique of J.K. Rowling, and a really great discussion of the whole thing, and actually has influenced my opinions on all of this. Um, I think I was more of a defender of Rowling before I watched that video, but because I like to constantly challenge my beliefs and interrogate my beliefs, I'm open-minded and I try to change them when presented with better arguments. This is my best advice to anyone watching this video. Constantly challenge your own beliefs, not just the beliefs of others. Uh, in any case, I this is a long-winded beating around the bush on my way to the gamer, my favorite my favorite website, thegamer.com. This would be, I've made video about this site before, maybe a couple. This is, in my opinion, the most pretentious, self-righteous, uh, and, and, and just awful game site on the internet. I mean, they make every other, we all, there's always the usual suspects that people mock like Polygon or Kotaku, but, um, I enjoy a lot of content on Kotaku. <laughs> I do not enjoy The Gamer. Uh, it is filled with pretentious hypocrites and uh, the, just the worst kind of um, social signaling bullshit you've ever read. So, Stacey Henley is the editor-in-chief of TheGamer.com. 
She writes, a, has, has this post, Games Media has failed the Hogwarts legacy test. Because basically, if you don't agree with Stacey Henley about how to cover Hogwarts Legacy, whether or not you should review it, whether or not you should make your review all about J.K. Rowling, if you don't follow what she thinks is right, then you have failed the test. Cool. Um, I'm not going to read from this. It's a long post about, like, who's failed and who hasn't failed this test and why, you know, uh, it reviews shouldn't apparently be about, you know, the games. <laughs> I'll go to her tweets instead. Um, and I'll read this little thread that she wrote. I was going to avoid the review drama, but for IGN's review to state, as critics, our job is to answer the question of whether or not we find the game to be fun to play and why, is a dismal misunderstanding of what a critic is. That's, that is not actually a dismal misunderstanding of what a critic is. Uh, a critic's job I would say, is multifaceted, of course. One, when you're presenting a review of a consumer product, whether that's a game or a film or a book, you want to review whether it's good. In the case of a novel, maybe not whether it's fun, but whether it's well-written. In a game, whether it's well-designed. In a movie, whether it's, you know, whether the choreography and acting and script. All these things, right? Your job, at least one part of it, is to set up an argument for whether or not this is worth someone's time. Your The other really big important part of reviews, or of criticism in my opinion, is to interrogate your own ideas and notions. Does this affect you somehow? How does it make you, as a reviewer, as a human being, feel? Um, reviews are both for your readers, but also for yourself. There's this deeply personal component to criticism, which is why when people are like, people always misunderstand what bias and like subjectivity and all these things are. Bias is when you hate J.K. Rowling, so you won't review a game based on her products. That's bias. Subjectivity is the, 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 sum, the sum of your beliefs and worldview and feelings and everything that goes into uh, producing criticism. Your subjectivity is your opinion, right? You cannot be fully objective when it comes to reviewing something because you bring all your own baggage with you and all your own experiences. Reviews are inherently subjective, but they don't need to be biased. It'd be like reviewing Hogwarts Legacy because you hate trans people and calling it the greatest game ever, even when you didn't like it, really. Non-biased review means you go into the review without outside influences as much as humanly possible affecting your review of this thing. It might be really hard for some people, and sometimes it might even be impossible and you shouldn't try to review it. Maybe it's good that the gamer isn't reviewing this, this, this game. Maybe no one there should touch it because they're all too biased. I'm willing to bet that a number of them are playing it on the sly, though. She goes on, Whatever score was given, whatever people think of the game and choose to review it is one part of it. So much broader is the biggest and most influential gaming outlet in the world not only believes fun factor is our job as critics, but pushes that view onto their readers. Their readers who literally would like to know whether the game is fun and don't give one flying fuck about this controversy. Um... 
I have read some excellent reviews at IGN by a variety of fantastic critics, but surely this review is checked even more than usual. And this quote appears in a pullout box, which would have the most scrutiny of all. It's a baffling and disheartening thing to read. Maybe I'm just shouting about chatting about now here, but the fact they scored the game well does not matter to me at all here. It's bigger than this game. It's extremely worrying that the biggest outlet in the world thinks our job is game fun, yes, no, and just a week after explaining why big games all deserve at least 7 out of 10. Um, here's what IGN actually wrote in their review. Uh, underneath their review, basically. The elephant in the room with Hogwarts Legacy is Harry Potter's creator, J.K. Rowling, whose comments about transgender people in recent years have left a sour taste in the mouths of many current and former Potter fans, both at IGN and in the world at large. This has driven some to call for a boycott of the Wizarding World altogether, including Hogwarts Legacy. Though Rowling was not directly involved, and there are good reasons, both in-game and out, to believe the developers at Avalanche don't necessarily share her views. Regardless, IGN is always and will continue to champion human, human rights causes and support people speaking with their wallets in whatever manner they choose. As critics, our job is to answer the question of whether or not we find Hogwarts Legacy to be fun to play, and why. Whether it's ethical to play is a separate but still very important question. So just as in virtually all cases, we're choosing to expose and address the views of the franchise creator separately from our consideration of the work of the hundreds of game developers and evaluate Hogwarts Legacy as it stands, leaving behind-the-scenes context to be considered in addition to that evaluation, rather than in place of it, so that it can be weighted according to your own values. Now see, IGN here is explaining how not to write a biased review. Uh... Stacey Henley's tweets are dishonest, like most of what the gamer produces, uh, because she just flat out ignores the, the, the vast majority of this statement from IGN, which says we have to separately evaluate the game and its creator. Not just saying game fun, yes, no. Um... I am biased against the gamer. They have they have written some really really infuriating things. In fact, I think I first really was was uh, was was I, I I first noticed them or took notice of them during the um, the controversy around one of the Hogwarts Legacy's developers uh, who was um what's his name? Sorry, I, I know it because I just he just tweeted at me like yesterday. Um, Uh Oh, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Nope, nope, nope. Oh my gosh. I'm sorry. Troy leave it. Ah, Troy leave it. There was that whole controversy over Troy leave it. Um who made who had a YouTube channel before he started working on Hogwarts Legacy. Uh that 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 would like criticized the last Jedi and feminist frequency and stuff. And so he was this this guy was basically singled out by uh by Liam Robertson and then by virtually everyone in games media and 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 nobody was more vicious towards him and more unfair than the gamer who who one of the writers there posited that he was actually running a grift I'm wondering if it's on here, no. Um, that he 
Oh, here we go. It was Kirk McKeend, who was at the time the editor-in-chief of The Gamer. Um, he said, the second point is where everyone should start stroking their chins. It's class- classic grifter tactics. Leave it will release a video claiming he's left to save the project. They're, they're guessing that he'll leave the game at this point. A selfless act to defend the developers there. You see, he aims to become a martyr in the eyes of his supporters. The video will likely demonize games journalists at the root cause of his problems rather than being used for introspection or to admit that his actions had consequences. Remember, this is not a public figure. This is just a guy who was a producer on the game who somebody just dug up his old YouTube channel and then is there being accused of of of, of uh, having done something so wrong that they should lose their job over it and that actions have consequences. This is the psychotic bullshit that is... <laughs> this is the reason why I find... And I'm not... That I find this segment of, like, media leftists and holier-than-thou censors and, and PC culture assholes so psychotic and, and, and pathetic. Uh, this is all conjecture, and yet it's written with a straight face. Um once he does this, the views on his channel will skyrocket thanks to both his supporters and people who are morbidly curious. The algorithm will reward him for it, and he'll get back to putting out videos about why he hates Brie Larson or some other asinine shit. Along with people like Shapiro, he will become another cog in the hate machine on YouTube, his videos revolving around the algorithm and reinforcing the beliefs of people who already watch similar tosh. Either that or he'll go the crowdfunding route and promise to lead development on a game free of politics, and the suckers will eat it up. If he was being assigned to a Hogwarts house, it would be Gryffindor. Now, recall, this whole incident was, was sparked by the games media. They did this. They dragged Leave Its Name through the mud, and then this fucking guy accuses him of being a grifter who, who masterminded the whole thing. And all of this is a proxy war against Hogwarts Legacy, which is itself a proxy war against J.K. Rowling, who is just fun to pick on for a lot of these people. Do I think for a second that Kirk McKean or Stacey Henley really gives that much of a shit about this topic? I do not think so. I think they latch on to it because... They're opportunistic hypocrites. Yes, that's what I think. I will say why, because if you go to the gamer and you search Hogwarts Legacy, let's see, the game that they're not writing about, that, that Stacey Henley says that their lack of a review will be a great revenue loss, which is bullshit because reviews do not drive that much traffic. You know what drives traffic is hate clicks. And let's see, today, that, that was posted a couple hours ago, Here's another one. Hogwarts Legacy's trans character comes under fire for awful name. Notice there's a trans character in the game, but that's not good enough. The name is bad. That was two hours ago. Four hours ago, Hogwarts Legacy Discord moderator tells users to stop talking about trans rights. 22 hours ago, Twitch streamers Hogwarts Legacy ad protests are fruitless without the biggest stars. One day ago, Hogwarts Legacy's trans character was apparently added to distract from Rowling's bigotry. One day ago, streamers call for Twitch boycott over Hogwarts Legacy ad campaign. See how many posts about Hogwarts Legacy the gamer isn't writing? (laughs) Um, I'm still playing the game, so I've posted a couple gameplay videos. I'm going to post this video. Hopefully in a little while, I'll post a preview or impressions piece and then a review. Um, And I'll probably write something about this too. But but that's going to be like a few posts over multiple days. Who's trying to benefit off of this? Who's actually 
trying to get revenue off of the the off of the backs of this whole controversy. Huh? Just saying, and you can put these little pink and blue and white flags on all your posts. <laughs> That's what I mean, a lot of them have that, the, you know, the trans flag or whatever on there. But you're still using trans people to make money, y'all. Uh, so that Oh yeah, sorry. Also, uh, Stephen Totillo, Totillo? I never really knew how to pronounce his name. The former Kotaku editor-in-chief who has been running a newsletter at Axios, which I think is a pretty good newsletter if you just want like updates on the industry. So I subscribe to it. This is actually how I stumbled upon all this stuff today. He actually, you know, asked Stacey Henley why they weren't writing guides or or uh, a review. And she said, this is not because of any issue with royalties or monetary support for J.K. Rowling, but because we feel the continued popularity of Harry Potter only provides her with a larger platform and further legitimizes her views, which we in turn feel are harmful to trans people. Yeah, you know what? Harry Potter is going to be popular no matter what. It does suck that Rowling has, has, uh, has kind of tarnished something to some degree that, that, that so many people loved and made her views almost more important than the stories. She's overshadowed her characters and her legacy with this stuff. And I, I wish she hadn't. I know some people say, well, it's her very, it's her prominence. That means that she should, because this is an important thing and she's doing good work. Okay. I still disagree. Whether or not I agree or disagree with Rowling, I think she's made an error in, in wading into this debate with such, um, so publicly, I don't know. I just think it's a mistake. Uh, but but it's funny because, uh, you know, the gamer still writes guides on Genshin Impact, the Chinese game, the Chinese gotcha game that, uh, you know, China, kind of more problematic than J.K. Rowling. Not exactly a friendly place for, you know, minorities or or Muslims. Um, they, they, they still cover and write guides for, you know, numerous other games i mean there's there's here's one on overwatch too i mean it's not like blizzard hasn't made some serious uh mistakes and you know you can go on and on just go through this uh, go through their site there's there's like five overwatch posts right here okay blizzard's okay to cover but uh but not hogwarts legacy are you so precious are you so precious i just i just find the whole thing really sincerely i find it sincerely gross and and hypocritical and just absolutely pathetic um oh i'm i am not saying you shouldn't boycott or or vote with your wallet fine do your thing if you don't want to buy this game okay i think you're missing out on a great game i think that it's immature honestly i think that that if you go down that road the only path down that road that isn't one of hypocrisy is to pretty much Grow your own food, not buy anything from any corporation, not anything made in China, uh, only shop locally, um, and, and, and basically like stop driving your car. Like every single thing that we do carries a cost. Everything that we buy, everything we consume, when we drive and burn fossil fuels, when we use an electric vehicle and, and the, 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 the precious metals and other things that were used to, to build the batteries, all of this stuff 
has a cost and a consequence. We can't avoid it unless we live in total isolation. And you pick one cause and you latch onto it and, and you act like this makes you holier or better than, than everyone else. Like, okay, like, I, I, fine, go that road. But for me personally, like, it's, it, that itself is too much of a cost because I can't walk into this, this, any of this without fully be, being fully aware of my hypocrisy if I do. So, um, now I'm going to go play Hogwarts Legacy because it's really freaking good and it's, the most excited I've been about an RPG in a really long time. And it doesn't mean that I agree with everything J.K. Rowling says or believes. Uh, just like when I play Overwatch, it doesn't mean that I approve of, of some of the actions of, of, of people involved in making that game. So, <sighs> thank you for watching or listening and liking and subscribing, following, commenting civilly in the comments be excellent to each other whenever possible. That doesn't mean you can't be pissed off at other people for the stupid shit they say, but try. Peace. Mm-hmm.